Bible has been around, read, adjusted, and interacted with for literally ages. Greg has read it so you don't have to, and now births into the world, Better Bible. Before we begin, as you will be listening to a retelling of Bible, please note that trigger warnings are in place for racism, xenophobia, violence, sexual assault, rape, child abuse, incest, animal cruelty, and more. Welcome to A Better Bible. It's another day, so this is another letter that Paul felt compelled to compose. Probably bragging about how good he is at not bragging or something. But this time, it is the turn of the Thessalonians. Who are the people from Thessaloniki? Which is in Greece, like at the top bit near Bulgaria. And apparently it's still a place. Well, according to this atlas that I'm looking through, it's still a place. But, but according to this atlas, Yugoslavia is still a country. So who knows? Anyway, Greece. That's where it is or was or whatever. This one is from Paul, Silen, and Timothy. Triple Team Assault. They are always mentioning these guys, the Thessalonians, in their prayers, which is nice, and all the stuff they do seems to be seen as pretty neat, right? There's more chat about how Paul knows these guys are cool because they follow the religion that Paul had told them to, so a slight side eye there, maintaining Paul's standard thing of, if you do what I tell you to do, then you're a really good guy, whereas if you ever go against me, you are evil and deserve damnation forever. They became imitators of Paul. Uh, it is another diatribe about how you remind me of me, and that's what I like about you kind of deal, which seems, at the very best, hugely arrogant. They point out that they are waiting for Jesus, who will save them from a coming wrath. Because what's a Paul letter without at least a threat of coming violence? Paul points out how brave he has been for, you know, still preaching even though there's loads of strong opposition. Paul's letters are always going, hey, here's uh, some instruction for you, but before you learn this, let me tell you about me and my God, one of my greatest disappointments in life, people, is that I will never get to meet me. Paul is approved by God, right? He's not trying to please people, which I identify with. You and me, Paul, we aren't people pleasers, are we? We don't do things for the clicks, but for the sheer love of doing them. Pushed ever forward by a compulsion to create, to invent, to subtly plagiarise. For, uh, what's that? You're just trying to please God, are you, Paul? Alright, we must part ways. Paul has never used flattery, right? As we have seen from these letters. Paul has cared for the Thessalonians like a nursing mother. The whole city lined up to suckle at Paul's barren mammary gland, which is like a male mammary gland, spurting god milk across their little Greek faces because Paul loved them. Paul instructs them to remember how awesome he is, they are witnesses, as is God itself, to how perfect Paul is. Paul fathered each and every one of those Thessalonians. Paul gets a little sideswipe in as he points out that the Thessalonians suffered at the hands of 
other Thessalonians, like like Jesus' botherers in Judea suffered at the hands of Jews. Because again, Paul, as we all know, was a zealous Jew. Uh, he converted to Christianity, but kept the same zealotry, or zealousness, or zolidity. Zolidity. Paul kept his zolidity, but moved it from one religion to another. Paul refers to not being with the Thessalonians in person as being orphaned from them, which I think beautifully encapsulates exactly what a melodramatic bitch Paul really is. Satan blocked his way, you see. Defo not Paul's fault he didn't come. Satan. Satan got in the way. Naughty Satan. He stayed in Athens, uh, this is Paul by the way, and sent Tim to see them. I have never known anyone called Tim who wasn't an utter balland. Tim gives good news about the Thessalonians to Paul, namely that they think Paul's cool. That, that is the good news. They think that Paul is exalted and they hold him aloft. Arrogant, boastful, pricky Paul. Now, Paul can really live knowing they love him. God, that, that they love God, sorry. Then it seems to end with something about Jesus coming all over them and hugs and kisses, the end. But there's another chapter here. Probably one of those letters composed of a few letters smushed together. I'll tell you what, dear listener. Someone should go through Bible and separate all the different stories, or, if that's too much hassle, smush absolutely everything together into one univocal story giving a rough approximation of the tale. That been done yet? I bet it has. Anyways, what's Paul pissing on about in this final chapter? Hmm, I see. Other matters. Paul had instructed them how to live, and they are living like that. Now, he urges them to do the same and more. Avoid sexual immorality, don't have enjoyable sex, and in this manner, no one should take advantage of brother or sister. So, don't have sex with them. Don't, don't have good sex with them, or don't not have immoral sex with your siblings. God will punish people having certain types of sex with their siblings, or, or any type. It's not clear, so I guess this section largely depends on how fit your sibling is. Oh, if you reject this, you reject God. Love each other, not like that, mucky. Have a quiet life and mind your business, says the busiest of busybodies, and work your hands like Paul showed you. Is that... that's a bit... Did Paul show them how to, you know, work their hands? Alright, don't be uninformed about the dead. Uh, God will resurrect all the dead. There we go, informed about the dead. Now, we will definitely not die before the return of Jesus. Defo any moment this will happen. The dead will rise, then we'll join them in the air. Ta-da! Times and dates. Uh, it will come when it's ready. You can't prepare, bitch. We will never get drunk or sleep as we belong to the day. And people who get drunk get drunk at night, says Paul. Is that so, Paul? Then riddle me this, fucker. I am recording this episode at 2.30pm. And I am fucking hammered. I think that's a win for Greggy A. He gives a be grateful, blah, blah, blah. Test prophecies, blah, blah, blah. Reject evil, blah, blah, blah. And there you go. That is the first letter to Thessalonians. I wonder what he says in the second one. Well, you won't have to wait too long. We'll let you know in just a couple of weeks. 
Bye. Congratulations on listening to this episode of Better Bible. Start a club and share your favorite moments. Tell your loved ones we're here, and we will save you. Greg Bless. That's really stupid. Stupid. <laughs>